Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. Having conviction in what you sell. Hey, I'm Donnie Bovine, the CEO and founder of Success Champions Networking and author of Endless Streamer Referrals. And this is Growth Mode, a podcast all around growing and scaling your business where we talk a lot about sales, business development, and business growth. Hanging out with me as always is my buddy Kevin Snow, the sales and automation tactician and genius. And on this episode, we're going to talk really, really deep about why you have to have passion and conviction for what you sell. I got to start this one off because I, you know, I think everybody, had, if you've been in sales for any given amount of time, you've ended up in a spot where you sold something you didn't give a shit about. And, and for me, it was commercial printing. Um, you know, I sold it for seven years, had an amazing run selling it, but I never understood one, why I couldn't catch one sales guy. He always outsold me. Um, and two, I never understood why I wasn't excited to get up and go to work. And I wasn't, you know, just feeling like, you know, this was the greatest job or career ever. And it's really because at the end of the day, I didn't give a shit about ink on paper. And that's what I sold is literally if you need a business card, brochure, magazine, fucking tech pub, whatever that being printed on paper and bound up by something, you know, was what I sold. And, you know, I had some amazing accounts and some amazing companies that I worked with and some amazing people. I just didn't give a shit about what it was that I was selling. And I think that's that's a problem for a lot of people. Um, I think I'm a rare gem that could sell something very well that they didn't care about. Um, but for most people, they can't sell it because they're not passionate about it. Um, but I also want people to understand there's a big difference between passion and conviction, um, you know, because some people can get too damn passionate about what they sell too, and then still never sell anything. So, um, but you know, when I launched my company and I was selling my own stuff, 
sales got so much easier because I really was able to enjoy what I sell, enjoy talking to people about you know what I was doing. And I got really passionate about building this business. And I think that made the world uh, just a lot easier. And I think those seven years of selling commercial printing, I think I was emotionally just freaking drained trying to convince people they needed this stuff versus, you know, enjoying the sales process. Where do you stand with all this, Kevin, on, you know, conviction in what you sell? I think you have to believe in what you sell or it's going to come across that you don't. You know, if you don't believe in the value that your product is bringing, if you don't believe uh, in uh, the capacity and capability of your your company to um, provide that service in a a good way, you know, you're not going to be excited when you're talking to the client and you're going to, you know, it's going to come across, you're going to be blah. It's going to be real. You're, you're not going to have anything behind what you're saying. And it's going to, it's, you're not going to enthuse the client. The client's going to feel the same way about your product that you do. And, and you want them to be excited about it. You want them to see opportunity and say, wow, this can do so much for me. But if you're not excited and you don't believe it can do it, they're not going to believe it can do it either. Yeah, and I, I, I you see right through it. And as you were talking, I go back to the guy that was selling at the RV show. That was so funny that Elizabeth and I walked by. You know, the watching. I mean, Elizabeth and I watched this guy for five or ten minutes because he kept doing it. You know, there's a the price tag of the RV sitting on the outside of this big ass RV show, and he would, you know, wait for people to start walking by. He'd run inside the RV like flip through some papers, look outside at the sticker on the outside with the price on it and go, that can't be true. And then he'd run back inside and go, nah. And he'd poke his head back out because they mismarked the price. I have to honor this price because it's on the outside of it, but it's way under what it should be. And he, it was such a, a scam. And you know, I think that's what happens to people when they they don't really enjoy what they do is they start scamming people they start lying they start you know coercing people to do and you know it's those people that give us a bad name and i don't believe they're all bad people i think they just found them in a desperation desperate situation where they needed a job and just took the first thing in front of them christ knows i've done that you know over my career um, hell, it wasn't until I actually started Success Champions that I think I finally chose, you know, a career, if you will, because all the other times I just took the job that was right in front of me you know, or the job that was offered to me. So I think a lot of times the, the having the conviction, the passion behind what you sell is way easier for business owners and entrepreneurs who's, that, who that started their thing because you started it. You better have some sort of passion behind <laughs> you what you're doing. You better like what you're doing, if, right? <laughs> if, if you're going to start a company and go out and do something on your own, you better really enjoy what you're going to be doing. But for salespeople, a lot of time you, you know, you go through the interview and the company is trying to sell you just as much as you're trying to sell them on your ability to sell their stuff. And a lot of times, you know, you get, you find yourself in that place where, all right, so this isn't that hot of a company. You know, the product isn't nearly as cool as they made it sound when we were in the interview and they were doing the, the dog and pony show for me. Uh, so now you have to come up with ways to, you know, to sell it. And, you know, 
and I and I'm never going to condone that you should go out and scam your clients just to get the sale. But you, you have to come up with techniques to to you know fake it till you make it almost. Well, I, you know, you got those certain industries uh, that that nobody raised their hand and said, I want to do this when I get older, right? Like nobody said, I want to sell insurance. Nobody said, I want to be a finance. Hell, nobody says I want to be a salesperson in elementary school, if we want to be completely honest, you know, um, but you always find those people that get with those particular companies or those particular industries. And, you know, they took the job because they needed a job. And instantly that, that, industry that thing I, I go back to a gal that i knew for for many many years um did a lot of networking together and she was a a a habitual career jumper you know um and it was so funny to watch her land at a new company because all of a sudden that company was the greatest thing in the world and it was you know what she always wanted to do with her life and she had found her home until a year later, she was with a new company, and then that was what she wanted to do. And she'd always come up with these really funny stories of of how this related back to something she did in her childhood. And you know, and it was your typical industries. I mean, she was a financial advisor at one point. She was selling HR solutions at one point, payroll stuff at one point. You know, so all these typical jobs. And and I think, unfortunately, for a lot of people, I think if they would take a step back and go, man what would I really enjoy selling? Like, you know, what is something that is just fun for selling? Like I talked to a guy yesterday that's in, in a, a drone company for the government and listening to this guy talk about drones was freaking cool. I mean, I really was like, shit, now I want to go buy a drone. Um, I can't buy his because they're all in the corporate, you know, government sector stuff and he's into some high profile things. Um, but, but his passion spilled over onto me so much that, you know, I made a couple of cool introductions for him, but you could tell that, you know, he was in the army special forces for uh, a number of years. Um, and like a lot of guys got hurt and got out, um, and, you know, found himself haphazardly, uh, in a drone company that he ended up finding himself becoming the CEO of. And, and, but, you know, it wasn't like he raised his hand to kid and said, I want to do, you know, sell drones for a living, but to listen to this guy talk about just a good old country boy, you know, um, it was a fun conversation. So I think a lot of people should, you know, look for those things that they would geek out on and, and try to sell those. So how do you find that company or that product that you're passionate about? Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's, you, you, one, you got to try a lot of things. Um, and sometimes figuring out what you hate is a good way to figure out what you enjoy. <laughs> um, you know, but two, I think that most people haven't sat down and explored what their fun side of the journey has been, what things they've enjoyed. You know, I'll go back to a, a guy I know that, you know, went back to go kart racing. Cause he did it as a kid. And once he got back into the go-kart tracks, he was able to sell his stuff so much better because he got around people he geeked out on, you know, and I think that's a lot of it is what are your hobbies? What are the things you like to do? And if you don't want to start a business, go sell the things that get you into the stuff you really, really enjoy. Like Kevin, I think you've primarily been in technology sales because you love the tech side of things. 
you know, and I, I think for a lot of people, it's it's going back and just looking at what do you geek out on? Like, you know, for me, I, I think at one point in my life, if I could have sold video games, I think I would have crushed it because I freaking love playing video games. I would just go play games and put on the headsets and shit and go talk to as many people I knew about new games, you know? I can see it already. There's going to be a Success Champions video game store and with, gi- <laughs> with giant beanbags for dying to mm. play video games in. Absolutely the beanbags. Absolutely the beanbags. But, yeah, you know, I, I think most people, if they're looking at a career, will go that route, are, you know, they're just taking things that are in front of them. They're, they're so desperate for a job that they just say yes to whatever it is. And, you know, uh, I've got a ton of half-assed hobbies that I enjoy doing. And I say half-assed just because I flat out don't have time to do them. Um, but I love, you know, blacksmithing. I love, you know, the goats and, and raising them. Um, I love, you know, the farm life and all that. I love playing games, you know. Um, and I think, you know, had I found a sales career in any one of those endeavors, uh, I think it could have been a lot more enjoyable experience than than what I went through, you know, in sales in general. Do you ever have anything you didn't enjoy selling? Uh, yeah. So one of my my first sales job was actually a summer job in college. Uh, so you know, college gets done, go find the summer job, so I didn't have to go home and live with the parents. And I sold uh, Allstate Auto Club. Telemarketing. I didn't even know had, had auto club. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Telemarketing jobs. So, you know, uh, you'd show up for work around three. You'd call until like nine o'clock at night because that's when everyone's home and could answer. This is back when you had to have a, you know, hard line. No one had cell phones. So, yeah, it, that was just painful and horrible. And I, <laughs> and I absolutely hated it. How I ended up still doing sales after that, I don't know. But yeah, it, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> you know um yeah for, something that just popped in my head is i was really good at bartending um and that's a sales job in itself i mean yeah it's a very easy sales job all you gotta do is be able to pour drinks and as long as the drink's the right color most times you're good um uh i mean every drink it has a different name in every city and town and across the world and when you're in a big bar you got a lot of tours coming through you know, they're like, hey, can you make a blah, blah, blah? And you're like, uh, remind me, what color is that? They're like, blue, <laughs> got it. You know, and you start throwing shit together. Um, but There's only you know, so many be- things that make a drink blue. Right, right. Um, uh, but even to make that sale work, you know, you've got to be able to talk to people and carry on conversations and, and you know, have some fun with that and then you've got to remember people's drinks because you get your regulars come through and that's where you make your big money is, you know, they're walking to the bar and you already have their drinks lined up for them and those type of things. So, you know, but you got to, you really need to geek out in what you do. Now, you can 100% sell without giving a shit about what you sell, you know, what you sell. It can be done. I think you're just going to slog through it um, to, to make it really happen. What's some of the funnest things you've ever sold? Uh, I love the Nextel thing. The walkie-talkie phones, those, that, that was probably my favorite sales job. Uh, just because it, 
it was different and it was, you know, and it was fun getting to let people experience a new way to do things. And then there were some really cool features that we were able to do that really helped companies. You know, this was the beginning of apps and all the apps were mm. business oriented. So there's, you know, we we're helping really, you know, change how people did business and get away from the old inefficient ways and actually help them do more with the same amount of stuff. Uh, and which is, I think what really got me, you know, the, the tech stuff I did before it was cool. Um, but I think that the ability to use technology to actually uh, do business better is really what kind of sold me on the being in the tech world and, and doing that for everything. So hmm. that was totally my favorite sales job. I had a really cool sales manager and sales team. You know, the fact that we'd go out as a team and party and drink for, you know, on a <laughs> like weekly basis with our manager was pretty awesome. And, you know, so it was a good environment and was a really great product. So I, I got lucky with the best of both worlds. Yeah, that, that, that's a rarity. That, that, that's an extreme rarity, I think. You know, but I, I love the fact that you had a career that you enjoyed so much that it pushed you into a further career, you know, in the technology side of things. I think that's some, some of it, you know, some of that exploring and figuring things out is is finding something you enjoy and then, you know, going all in on that thing. I don't think uh, a lot of people look at it that, per, that perspective. They They go get a job they can't stand it so they can't sell it and you know they ride it until they're no longer working at that company because they're fired let go and then they end up in another shitty job they don't care about because yep. they're just not looking at it from the perspective mark cuban had a great path when it came to you know learning things you know he didn't know computers so he went and got a computer tech job he didn't know sales so he got a sales job you know he so all his career was bent built on him learning a skill that would move him further. And I just wish more people would do those type of things to enhance their abilities overall. You yeah. Know, I, 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 I think a lot of people are just bouncing around cause they have no clue what they really want to do. Mm -hmm. And so everything is just kind of, well, this tied me over until I find, you know, my, my calling. But they're not actually, like you said, they're not actively looking for it. They're not trying to figure out what they're passionate about and then finding a roles that can fit into that or like being the entrepreneur and building one that achieves what you want to be able to do with your life. So, you know, if, if you're, if you hate what you sell, it's kind of your fault. Yeah, it's a hundred percent your fault. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna be nice and try not to get a ton of emails this week. Um, but yeah, you know, if you don't like what you sell, it's your fault. Figure out what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, and you know, I, but I also think with conviction, you can you can tip the scale too far. Yeah, you know, because we've all been around those people that are so passionate about what they sell and what they do. That you're like, dude, just get the fuck away from me. Shut up. <laughs> you know, even if I wanted to buy what you had, you won't shut up long enough for me to be interested in your product and service. <laughs> even if I wanted to buy what you had, I wouldn't buy it from you. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, um, and, it, and it's because they forget the, the, the duality, the commonality, the back and forth of a conversation. They just want to beat you over the head with it. 
um, and hoping. I, I always wonder if they're trying to do it like it's a UFC and they're trying to just get you to tap out. All right, fuck it. I'll pie it just so you'll shut the fuck up. You know, uh, <laughs> it's part of the process. You know. Uh, so, so this ties into our uh, weekly question this week. For those of you that are new to the show, uh, every week we do a listener question, uh, usually from one of our members of uh, SCN chapter around the country. This week, the question comes from S.A. Grant. He is the education chair of the Atlanta Wolfpack chapter, and he is the host of the Boss Uncaged uh, podcast. And his question is, there is a thin line between being passionate and flying blinded by emotion. Where should a business owner draw the line? Uh, I think the first place somebody has to look is their revenue. And one, if you're not selling, it's either you hate what you do or you're too passionate about what you do and you won't shut the fuck up, um, you know, there. But I, I think I, I don't want to tell people to turn their passion into their career. Um, I like the idea of getting passionate about the career. Um, mainly because I've seen too many people create a business about something they absolutely love and then they no longer love the thing. So I think there's an interesting play, you know, there. But I also think that you've got to find passion, you know, with regards to to what you're selling, or you won't be able to sell it at all. Um the unique it's a fun question. Yeah, so I I think as business owners, especially if you're going into something that you're already passionate about and you have some energy behind, you you need to you know almost step back from that that energy and understand that hey, you know, I want everyone to do this thing. I want everyone to use this product. I want everyone to change their life for the better by doing this thing. But you still have to be able to have the emotional maturity to be told no and right. to have an adult conversation. You know, it's like, you know, some of these salespeople who are blinded by their emotion and they're just so passionate about what they do are like the like the four year old that just got this the greatest toy ever and, you know, needs to show it to you and won't shut up and mm. is, you know, just bothering you and, you know, play with this, you got to show this and does this and is completely oblivious to all the surroundings of what else is going on in the room. Uh, Are you a mean uncle, Kevin? No, I, I am. Uncle. I am an awesome. <laughs> I am the favorite uncle. Because <laughs> I give the best gifts. So, um, I give the so you give the gifts and then they won't shut up about them. Got yep. it. Got it. Yep, that is my job. Uh, yeah, I, and for a while I was the uncle's like, "What is the loudest toy I can get for my sister?" Oh, I kids? did that. I know we're totally derailing the end of this, but when, when my brother got you know had his kids, I literally would go to the toy store and I'd like, "What is the loudest, craziest thing?" And one year I bought this see-through drum that had tambourines, marachas, you know, big old gongs, all kinds of things, cowbells. And that's what they opened on Christmas morning. The kids went nuts running through the house, playing all these toys and stuff. It was awesome. Yep. That, yep. I, I need stuff that has, makes noise. Otherwise it's yep. not a, it's not a good toy. If it is quiet, <laughs> it is not a toy. Uh, so, but no, it, they, you, you know, for people, you you got to figure out where that line is, where you're really still excited, 
but you're letting the other person still converse with you and have their opinion and be able to just, you know, talk about it. And I think with a lot of people, especially the people who are bouncing between all the different MLMs, like, oh, this week I'm selling mm-hmm. this thing they're, and they're all in and you can make a million dollars and it, it comes across cultish. Yeah, one of the gal told me the other day, she goes, I can help you with whatever you want. I can help you travel. If you need candles for your house, I can help you with that. Um, I've got lotions. I've got shampoo. I got coffee if you need that. And I'm like, are are you fucking Walgreens or or Walmart? I was a little confused by what she was. Yep, Um, exactly. You know, so action for the week is, you know, find something to be passionate about, you know, whether it's you go sell something you're passionate about or find a way to find passion in what you do so you can build that conviction up that you're selling the right thing to the right people at the right time. Um, and it, it will help you go a lot further in business. So as always, guys, we appreciate and love um, the emails and the messages we get. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for, for being a part of the Success Champions family, man. We really embrace it and enjoy having you guys around. Uh, do us a favor. Make sure you stay or you are subscribed. You share this out with somebody. And just tell one person you know, to tune into the show. That'd mean everything to us till next time. Love you. Mean it. See you. Bye. When I created success champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an Island as they're growing their business. Yet They just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So, like me, they don't often reach out for advice, they don't get support, they just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.